Welcome to the Andy Social Podcast. My name is Andy, as always, hasn't changed yet. A little very quick episode for, uh, I was going to say this week, but there'll be another one this week, no doubt. Uh, a little bit of an in-between episode. I thought I'd do a catch-up on uh, the old Duolingo, as you would have heard on an earlier episode, and I can't remember the number episode off the top of my head, so just scroll back and have a look and you'll be able to find it. But I wanted to do a part two and do a bit of a catch-up and give some thoughts of how this whole Duolingo app is going and and what my progress looks like and and thoughts around it and challenges that I have and, and whatnot. And, and I know that after the first episode I recorded about this, a number of people jumped on board, um, downloaded the app, and I'm uh, I'm almost competing with a few people. So each week I'm looking at, uh, at how people are tracking and trying to do my best to keep up with everybody else, including my dad, actually. I, I shot him a text message uh, well, a little while ago and just said, um, you should try out this Duolingo app and uh, we can learn German together. And he downloaded it straight away. And I, I didn't expect him to jump on board, to be honest. I thought he'd just go, oh, yeah, that's nice. But uh, he's right into it. So each each week I keep uh, looking at my weekly leaderboard and uh, he's always a few points ahead of me. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm always desperately trying to keep up with him at the very least, let alone everybody else. So, um, But it's, it's good fun. And look, I think regardless of the outcome of this and how, I guess how much of a, an impact or effect it's going to have on my, uh, my, my language skills or in this particular instance, my German, um, it's a hell of a lot of fun, this app. So I won't, keep, I won't keep everyone for too long, but I thought I'd just touch base on a few things. And I know that there are a number of people that are now on this app or have already been on this app for a while. And, and, I, and I think before I carry on too much longer, um, I really encourage everyone to jump online and whether you comment on the um, any of the Facebook links I put up or jump over to the YouTube channel that I've got. So that's uh, youtube.com slash C for Charlie slash Andy Dowling, I think. <laughs> um, get on there and have a look for this episode or the first uh, Duolingo episode and leave some comments and leave some thoughts about what you think of the podcast, um, not of the podcast, but of the app, um, how you're tracking with it. I'd love to know um, even just any tactics that you guys use as far as learning and what sort of goals you put on. Because I'm on the app. It's, it's, it's quite cool because you can put a little goal in there. So every time you finish um, a little module, you get, um, I'm not sure what they call, are they called lingos? But they're, they're points. It's a point system. So you get 10 points every time you finish a little module or a little um, lesson. So um, you can put a goal in of how many points that you want to achieve each day. So I've just got 30, um, just nice and easy and doesn't take too much time or it's not too taxing. Um, and main reason for that is I didn't want to set it too high and then give up very quickly. So luckily I'm still still going and still doing fairly well overall. So the 30 goal for me has been quite good. But um, I do I do encourage people just to leave some comments and maybe just get a discussion started about um, how you guys approach it and whether you feel that your, your capability or your, your um, skill when it comes to the particular language that you're learning, whether it be German or Italian, Spanish, um, or one of the other many languages that the app uh, provides. And, um, yeah, w- 
what do you think? Like, do you, do you think that you can uh, now converse with somebody else of that uh, of that native native tongue, or um, do you think you'd really struggle, or do you think you've got at least a little bit more confidence than where you were before? Um, it'd be great to understand how other people are tracking. I mean, I can see a few people that have have joined up and we've linked together. Um, and if you want to find me, I'm just I guess for reference, search for you should be able to search for my name, Andy Dowling. But um, if not. My I've got a web link that shows on my app. So it's Duolingo or Duolingo. So D-U-O-L-I-N-G-O dot com slash Andy Dowling. So instead of Andy Dowling, get rid of the G on the end and replace the G with the number one. So for whatever reason, the link wasn't long enough. So so we've just got Andy Dowling one and uh, connect with me, link up and we can uh, we can compete together and see how uh, see who can who can achieve the most uh, most per week or per month or whatever it might be. Um, so I guess for, for me, um, and I can only give my experiences, and as I said, I'm sure many of you can weigh in on the, on the topic as well and give some feedback. I definitely know a lot more than when I started, that's for sure. Like um, I find myself when I'm going through the lessons in the app that I'm remembering a lot more um, of, from the previous uh, lessons and I'm linking words together a lot more and I'm under, understanding in some cases the structure of the sentence is a lot better. So um, sometimes they, the structure of the sentence doesn't completely mirror the structure of a sentence in English. And from what I can see, and I'm only sort of going through basics at the moment, the majority of the structures seem to be very similar, but there are particular uh, phrases um, that are not completely reversed like Japanese. Like Japanese is very Yoda-like. So if you're not familiar with Japanese um, and how it's structured, think of how Yoda speaks. That's how I think of it anyway. I mean, I could be way off the mark, but um, I only know a little bit of Japanese, but I always it always reminds me of Yoda. Uh, so if you if you know how Yoda speaks in, in Star Wars, then you'll, you'll get an understanding of, uh, in a basic sense, what... Japanese can look like as far as their sentence structure. Um, so, but there is some stuff in German that I find is not exactly like that, but similar in in the sense that if you've got a sentence which is of negative tense, where you're saying you don't like something or um, you you don't have something, I'm not exactly sure. There might be a, a quite a, a significant difference between those those two particular examples, but one of them in particular, they put the no or the negative word, like the not or the no or whatever at the end of the sentence. So it's almost like, I like books, not. So, you know, um, I guess for, for many people that uh, come from a, a, uh, a background where English is the native tongue, there's a lot of sar- uh, sarcasm jokes out there, especially in the 90s, this is quite popular, where you would make a statement, but at the end of it say not. And, uh, and anyone that's familiar with the Borat film, they 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 took that joke to the next level, which was quite funny. So I found that in some examples where it was almost like I was typing out the response and saying like, for example, I like books and and I was writing I like books and then it got to the end and it had niched or nipped, which was no. And I was like, oh, shit. So then I had to go back and erase it and say I do not like books. <laughs> so it's – um that was an example. I don't know if that's even correct either. I can't even remember, but uh, I found that was slightly different as far as the reversal. And I did find that some words, um, instead of like, um, you know, some, 
some leading words, so like am doing something or, um, or are doing something, sometimes they're combined with the, uh, with the noun. So um, I'm really going to fail with this, but there are some words like uh, the word run and read. Um, there's quite a few variants of those words depending on how it's uh, expressed in, in the sentence itself. Uh, so if you, uh, you know, there could be one version or variation of the word run, so it'd be like running, and the German word of that will be something like am running instead of just running. So instead of two words, it's just one word that, that covers both both English words. So I'm, I'm doing a hopeless job explaining this, <laughs> but uh, this, these are my, my initial impressions of, of the German language. So you're going to have to really bear with me on this. I guess the big thing that I'm finding at the moment is that I am retaining uh, parts of it and I am retaining um, a lot more than I expected. But if somebody came up to me and started speaking to me or wanted me to, like, I guess if someone walked up to me and said, okay, well, I don't know any German. Can you speak to me in German? I would stumble all over it and I would, I would draw a blank. And I had this problem when I was learning Japanese as well. If I was in the midst of, of learning and I was going through the lessons where there would be audio or, um, you know, something that's app-based like this, I was fine. I was going along and I was getting into the groove that I could see it. It was almost, I guess maybe I was following patterns more so than anything else, but I was retaining things and I was, I was recalling words and, and phrases and whatnot. And I, I really felt like I made progress. But then when I was removed from that whole learning environment where I was taking in that information, I found that I just, I would panic. Like I couldn't remember anything. I couldn't remember anything whatsoever. I was just drawing a blank all the time. That's what really stopped me from learning Japanese more than what well, any further than where I got to. And that's a really self-defeating uh, thought that I had. But at the time I just sort of went, you know, this is not working. Like I'm not retaining this information when I need it. And there was a point where I was about to go to Japan for whatever reason, I can't remember what it was for. And I was learning as much as I could leading up there because I was so desperate to talk to my friends and the people that I'd formed these great relationships with. And part of that, I was putting unnecessary pressure on myself, but I was really starting to panic because whenever I removed myself from those lessons that I was you know, taking in every single day and really getting into a great routine, I was finding that I just I was struggling to retain something. Or if I I met somebody that could speak a little bit of Japanese and they started speaking to me and they they said they said a bunch of things that I hadn't learnt yet or didn't understand, I just blanked out. I I had nothing. I I couldn't even start giving them examples of what I'd learned. I just I couldn't remember anything. It was just out of sheer stress and panic. So I sort of just gave up and just went oh, fuck it. Like I can't, this is not working for me. This is, I, I don't have the capacity to do it. Then I used a whole bunch of excuses like, oh, I don't have enough, you know, Japanese speaking people around me. I live in a, uh, you know, a society that where English is the native language and, you know, there's not enough focus put on foreign languages and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not, not surrounded by it. So I don't really have much of a hope in learning it. And, um, just made up enough excuses to, to stop doing the lessons. And you know what? An absolute shame and really, really silly thing to do in hindsight. And even saying it, um, I really feel ashamed for, for that way of thinking. But, you know, it was the truth. That's, uh, that's, how I, that's how I sort of handled it and I didn't handle it well. And I guess saying it out aloud now, um, I definitely should go back and whether I start from the start again or I pick up where I left off and, and just keep, keep chipping away at it. So anyway, going back to 
where I'm at with the German stuff is that I'm finding at times, and I work with people at the moment that uh, are f not everybody, but certain people that are familiar with the German language or people that do speak German. And I haven't really let, let up to know, to tell people that I, um, I've been learning German, but there's been a couple of people that I've mentioned it in passing and they've actually made, you know, comments to me or made, made, made a word or said a word or something like that. And same feeling, exactly the same as what it was uh, before with Japanese. And I've started to go through those same motions that I had with learning Japanese uh, and now with the, with German and going through this Duolingo app. So now for me, this is, this is the crunch time. This is, this is where it really matters. This is where I need to push through and get, get through to that, uh, that next step, that next stage. So I'm really enjoying it. And I think for me, I just need to take the pressure off. And I always put pressure on myself to try and do the best that I can. And, you know, I always want to be able to achieve something and get to a certain point by a certain time. And if I can't do it, then I, I usually throw in the towel, which is pretty, pretty shit of me. So anyway, at the moment, just going on and having a look at my profile and I'm just getting my phone to work. I've, accrued so far uh come on phone you can do it all right it's not working so it's i think from what i can remember it's about 20 uh, 2800 odd points no sorry i i over exaggerated there 2200 points that i'd earned um so far with german so you know i've got to i'm going to try and double that over the next month and see if i can really get up there um there's a few days that i miss every once in a while i just get distracted with other things but for the most part i usually get my at least 30 in a day but uh some days i get you know double that or triple that or whatnot just to play a bit of catch up and i always try and do the lessons at least two to three times each so um i do find that i'll i'll rush through a lesson and go on to the next one i can't remember what i just learned beforehand so i try to do each lesson um, at least twice, but two to three times just to really drill it in. So I know that for me, it takes me a lot longer to get through all the modules and whatever, but I'd rather do that than scream through it and come out the other end with nothing, nothing attached to it. So, um, so the thing with Duolingo, they keep updating all the modules all the time and all the lessons. So you start at the top with basics one, then you go down and it goes through all the different things. So you've got things like intros, food, animals, plurals, adjectives, questions, clothing, uh, nature, pron uh, pronouns, there's adverbs, stuff, houses, uh, people, all sorts of things. So there's heaps and heaps and heaps. But I was just scrolling through before and I go, and once you complete it, the, the little module turns gold. But I've found that they keep updating these lessons all the time and they the gold um, completion thing turns off and you have to go back and go and, you know, do the additional little bit of uh, work for each of those lessons. So for me, with my slightly OCD personality, it pisses me off because I'm like, fuck, you know, I've, I've already completed this and it doesn't look good now that I've skipped ahead so many with all these un incompleted uh, lessons. But at the same time, it's quite good because they're obviously ident identifying things and and uh, there's areas where I should go back and strengthen um, you know, particular words and phrases and whatnot. And I think that's why the, uh, the statuses of, the, of them change. So I have to keep going back and checking and, and updating um, those lessons and going through them just to strengthen them and, and turn them back to a completed status. So it's, um, it's very much a work in progress. And I've, I, look, I'm just having a scroll through now. I've probably done, uh, what have we got? We've got 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 
25, I've gone through about 25 different modules itself and each module has about three or four little lessons in each one. So I've done a fair bit in the, in the last month or so since uh, the first episode of this, uh, of this particular thing went out. So on track, doing pretty well. I have a couple of off days where I don't get to do it, but I usually catch up and I'm and doing fairly well. Got some great healthy competition with some pe- people li- that listen to the podcast. I've got Damien who does my editing. Um, he's on there as well. He just uh, did a trip to to Europe and went to Italy. So he was, uh, he was trying to brush up on all of his Italian before he left. Um, as I said, I've got my dad on there as well. And there's a few other people that have joined up as also. So it's, it's quite fun. And look, as I said before, if you haven't done it before or you haven't even bothered to learn a language or yet you're not aware of the app, go and download it, join up, find me, link up and, and give it a go because it's it's really, really fun. It's a lot easier than you'd think. Um, and while, look, the goal might not be that you are in a at a level where you can converse with somebody of their native tongue, but if it's just a case to to really sort of um, understand another language. And as I said um, in the last episode that I did for this, it's really a great way to understand the English language, a language a hell of a lot better as well. So I've found that just sentence structure and remembering all the, the little things that I was meant to learn in, in school have all come back and I've had to really use my brain. It's been quite good. And and for me, uh, what I, I do a lot of is a lot of writing and uh, I think I think and I believe that some of this uh, this language stuff that I'm doing, this, this these lessons that I'm doing through Duolingo, it's sort of improving my my writing skills because I'm getting a better grasp of my own native tongue. So there's a lot of benefits there and it's a lot of fun. It's dead simple. It's really, really, really simple. They pretty much hold your hand all the way through it. So don't feel – it's not like um, – I don't know what that other program is. I think it's Rosetta Stone or something like that. Uh, there's a lot of big – uh, foreign language uh, programs out there, lesson lesson, uh, you know, programs and and applications and whatnot, and some of them are quite complex and daunting. Um, but this is so easy; it's really well put together. It's a very simple concept, and as I said, they they pretty much hold your hand all the way through it, and there's no pressure. That, like the even the way that it's structured, it doesn't it doesn't emit or doesn't encourage a stressful sort of learning experience. It's extremely laid back, and it's very very. Um, it's very light and it's very fun. So I think if anyone's been on the fence before and and has dabbled or thought about learning another language, get in there, give it a go because there's so much on there to learn. Um, And just finally, before I wrap this up, because anybody who hasn't listened to the first uh, Duolingo episode that I did, um, you don't have to worry about German. If German doesn't interest you, there's I'll just quickly go through the list that I've got here. There's Spanish, French, German, Italian, Portuguese, Dutch, Irish, Danish, Swedish, Turkish, um, Esperanto, Norwegian, Ukrainian, Russian, Polish, Welsh. And I think the other ones that are available are more for people uh, – from a foreign language perspective that want to learn whether it be English or another foreign language. So from, from an English speaking perspective, there's all those ones that I just mentioned. And I guess if you're from uh, a background that uh, English isn't the, uh, isn't the native tongue, there are a number of um, other uh, lessons on there for, for those other backgrounds as well. So uh, yeah, there's heaps of stuff there. I know from, uh, from an episode that I heard a while back with, Tim Ferriss, I think, um, the guy who runs Duolingo, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, 
I mentioned in the previous episode, uh, they're working on a lot of the Asian languages at the moment as well. So Cantonese, Mandarin, Japanese. So all that stuff will probably, probably be available over the coming months as well. So it's a really, really cool app. It's, it's packed with so much stuff. Highly recommend uh, giving it a go. And as I said, find me uh, on Duolingo. So duolingo.com slash Dowlin one So remove the G and add the number one and uh, link up and let's uh, let's get cracking. And I can see my dad's already increased uh, his weekly points up by 10. So he's on there right now (laughs) going hard on German. Anyway, enough rambling. Um, I'll leave it at that. And uh, yeah, by all means, get onto the YouTube links for these episodes uh, or jump on Facebook and leave some comments. Give me some feedback. Let me know how you're tracking. And um, I'd love to be able to compare notes and, and even just get some perspectives of what you're getting out of it or the cha- the challenges and the struggles that you're having with, with the app or just learning in general. And I think for me, I, I, love, I love reading. I love learning things. But at the same time, I love learning things that are easy. Um, as soon as things become difficult or complex or they start to challenge me, then I, that's when I you know, naturally feel challenged and I struggle a lot more to break through those, uh, those periods where you know, my instincts kick in to give up. So um, I'd love to know how other, other people are tracking. So please leave some, leave some comments and let me know. Uh, final words very quickly, as always, jump onto iTunes. You can rate and review this podcast, leave a couple of words. And you know what? The other thing I thought is if you get on there, and I've explained this on previous episodes um, of how to do that, you can do that through the podcast app. So if you've got an Apple phone and you've got the podcast app, uh, you can do that by clicking on the show itself. So the Andy Social uh, Podcast Show, uh, you can either do that by your favorite uh, favorite show list or just go back and search for it again and click on it so you can get to the summary page and you click on the tab that says reviews and right there you can write your own review and give it a rating out of five stars. Um, but yeah, if you're able to leave a review on there, then um, let me know. Give me a heads up because I don't always check it, but it appears that not a lot of people rate and review podcasts. Even even the big the big guns out there, they, they have quite a few, but they don't have um, – the equivalent of how many listeners they get. So it's still a very, very tiny, tiny, tiny uh, percentage of people that leave uh, ratings and reviews as opposed to the amount of people that actually listen, download the episodes. So for anybody out there that actually does uh, leave a review on the the iTunes uh, app, put some details in there, tell me who you are. And if you, I don't know, if you play in a band or you, you run your own business or whatever, and you know, if you're an artist or anything, if you've got something to plug, throw the link in there or tell me who you are and I'll, I'll just do a shout out. You know, if you guys are taking the, the time to, to let me know what you think and helping me get up the podcast charts and whatever, then the least I can do is do a shout out for you guys as well. I mean, you know, I'm getting a pretty core uh, group of people that listen every week and, you know, n- you never know. I could, uh, I could plug something of interest for all you guys. So if anyone wants to take a couple of minutes to go and leave a review, by all means do so. Leave some uh, details in there of what you're up to and what you'd like to be, to have plugged and I'll, I'll certainly get on there and, uh, and make a mention in future episodes. And if you've done so between uh, by, by the time this podcast episode comes out, don't fear, I'll eventually get to you down the track. Um, last couple of things, uh, I've mentioned the YouTube channel before, get on there, all the episodes are on there. Um, even if you just listen to it via your uh, smartphones and via apps or via Stitcher or anything like that, um, definitely jump on the YouTube uh, 
channel and leave some comments um, on those episodes, even if you don't listen to, to it via YouTube or use those links to share the podcast to uh, people who aren't familiar with pod- podcasts or, um, you know, anybody who's just too lazy to download an app or listen to it via a, another website, another platform. Sometimes YouTube, there's people that exclusively listen to music on YouTube. They don't, you know, listen to CDs or download stuff from iTunes or use Spotify or anything like that. Some people just continuously just have YouTube playing all day. Like some people listen to stuff while they're working or wherever anyway. Um, so I would encourage everybody to use the the YouTube channel as a bit of a tool to spread the podcast around. I'm going to try and, and I have started already to post a lot of the YouTube links via the Facebook page as well. So uh, get on there and, and and if you do feel that there's an episode that someone might uh, benefit from and, and be interested in, then uh, by all means use those links to share them around. Uh, and finally, very quickly, May 28th is the podcast party catch-up and it will be at the fun room at Frankie's Pizza by the Slice in Sydney CBD. That's down towards the Harbour Bridge end of the city. I'll have more details as we get closer, but it will be a 6 p.m. start. Jordan McDonald, who was on episode 32 of the podcast, has been extremely generous and has given me free reign of the uh, fun room for three hours before they open it to the public at 9 p.m. So, uh, you can come down earlier. Frankie's opens from 4 p.m. and I'll probably be down there from there anyway. Uh, but I'll have the fun room open for all of you guys to come in, have a chat, have some drinks, and I'll, we'll have um, somebody behind the bar that's helping us out as well. So I'll have a few other things that I will hope to have um, for the evening and uh, just a few things to make it uh, special and exclusive as well. And as I've said in previous episodes, I'm not promoting this anywhere. I'm not making a mention of it on social media. It is only via these episodes. You're more than welcome to spread the word if you'd like, but I'm not going to do it from my end here. So um, if you've got any questions or any suggestions or anything that uh, you think might be cool for the night, or if you're going to come along or if you're from interstate or from overseas, you're going to be in town, uh, by all means, shoot me a message in advance. Let me know, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be. It'll be great to great to meet in person. Uh, but that'll be May twenty eighth, Saturday, May twenty eighth, six pm at the fun room at Frankie's Pizza by the Slice, right smack bang in the middle of Sydney, right in the city centre. So uh, more details as we get closer to. Uh, but uh, yeah, it should be should be a fun evening, and I'll make sure that uh, it's one to remember. Hopefully, <laughs> the pressure's on. Anyway, enough rambling. Thank you very much for listening. There'll be another podcast this week, uh, or if it's later in the week, then there'll be another podcast within a few days. Anyway, um, and uh, yeah. Thank you so much as always for listening and uh, by all means go back and listen to some other episodes if you haven't already uh, done so. But uh, appreciate the support as always and we'll speak soon. Later. You're ready.